Good morning and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good, Todd. It's great to, as always, the the uh, new media show is always a, a great place to be on Saturday mornings. I've been, we've enjoyed it for many years, haven't we? We have. And, <laughs> and Rob, I, I, I curse you. It's It's dark outside my windows. It's all my fault. I agree. It's there, sunny here, Todd. It's it's warm. the 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 wind is blowing off the ocean, and it's uh, like seventy degrees here. There's a daylight savings time required me to wake up at four forty five in the morning to get oh, ready for the show. You are a committed podcaster, Todd. I have to admit. Oh my God, that alarm went off. If I had a few beers last night, I was like, ah. Oh. Wasn't you know just a couple, but I'm still. It's like I could really use about another two hours, <laughs> minimum, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here we are. It'll the sun will come up in the window here in an in an hour or so. But uh, yes, it's six a.m. in Honolulu. So good morning, podcasters. <laughs> How are you? So yeah. so Rob. Uh, at first things first, I just got to say. Um, you do not want to be in the middle of a squabble over the ownership of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just, just a squabble between two co-hosts or one that's taking control. I mean, so, so let's lay out an example and you probably have one. Here, yeah. Is, is you, you have a co-host and a host, right? Yep. And they, they've split responsibilities for their podcast. Um, like one does the website, one does the editing, all that stuff like that. And they, they have, they all have passwords to everything. And somehow that they get into a, uh, a tiff between themselves, they start fighting and, and, uh, you know, one runs off, changes the password of half of the, uh, the logins that the podcast needs to publish. And the other one, um, changes the other ones to different passwords. And then th they start feuding. Um, <laughs> and oftentimes the host gets you know, the host platform like ours, right. gets pulled into this. Yeah, that's thing. right. It's like, they want you to lock these other guy out of their, right. of their, of their account. And yeah. you're like going, you can't really do that. <laughs> you know? So yeah, well, yeah. So go ahead and tell your story. Todd, cause so, I know you went through it this week. So we had a, uh, and I'll be, see if I can be careful here. Um, the uh, it was a production person, apparently, not even a mm. host. And oh, okay. the, the individual, I won't go into the the details from what we were told, but all I know is is that the production person was fired, and the um, they then posted a nasty episode about how awful <laughs> their prior employer was. Um, the They got control of their WordPress site relatively quickly, but they were, on Blueberry, you can publish three different ways. You can post on uh, WordPress PowerPress. You can log in to, or if you don't have, if you don't want to do it that way, you can log into Blueberry and publish right on Blueberry and get the in, uh, video embed, audio embed, and have the RSS feed on Blueberry.com and, or you can have a PowerPress site. So they were the, the middle factor. They were logging into Blueberry and we actually 
don't usually even advertise that. We do it for companies that don't have WordPress. And anyway, so long story short, um, we, um, we changed the account information, but the email, we changed the password, but the original host didn't get control of the email that was on the account. Uh, it turned into, I mean, it, it went bing, ping pong back and forth until they got control of the, the email address, which was on there under their .com. Um, mm-hmm. somehow they had not locked him out of his email address when they fired him. So it, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, because we thought oh, we're solved. We're good. You know, we've done our part. We, we know that, you know, we look at the domain register, we look at all this information and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it can be ugly. So, you know, my advice here is to all of you that have a partner, you may be best of friends. <laughs> Things can turn quickly. Things yes. can go sideways. And when they do, um, it, it whole show, show, he could have deleted the entire show. Oh, and, yeah. And took it all down. Canceled service. I mean, it, it, even if he had the masters, they were, you know, unless they had copies, they were done. You know, so it, it, yeah. yeah. I've- I've seen it where, where, you know, let's say you had a co-host and the co-host, you know, was considered to be kind of a part owner of the show and they got ostracized. And, and then there was like this, this feud that happened and the, the current or the, the show host that took over, you know, and kicked this guy out, starts bashing this other guy on the podcast. (sighs) And then, and then this other guy that got ostracized uh, reaches out to the hosting platform that says, well, this, sh- this show is harassing me. You need to take <laughs> them down because they're, they're violating their terms of service oh, by, yeah. by, by harassing. Yeah. And so you get into that type of situation too, which, which can be very complicated. And I think that the big message here, Todd, and I think, you know, there's no way to entirely avoid this stuff. Um, because people have conflicts. Nobody, not everybody gets along and that's just, that's just the nature of human beings. I, I just think, um, you just have to do the best you can and get through it. I mean, it's not going to happen to everybody. It, and it certainly has never happened to me. I've never had a, a co-host or somebody that was involved in my show. Cause I, I, I always maintain very strong control of my show from the, you know, if I bring in a co-host or somebody like that, they have just a very limited role in the production of the show. All they come in and they're basically like talent, right? They, right. they would just come in and, and join the show and c- contribute their thoughts. Uh, but I would maintain control of all of the publishing and all the hosting and, uh, and, and all of the key elements, um, that, um, make the show available online. And that's, I think that's important for a co-host to maintain that, uh, or a, a host to maintain that and just bring in a co-host, as talent. Well, and then we had a, um, <laughs> we had a, uh, I don't even know if I should tell this. We had a um, tech support call mm-hmm. where the uh, individual had, we think, been on some substances. <laughs> oh, okay. And, that always spices things up. And the, he was convinced that someone had logged into his website 
publish an episode that sounded just like him. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh yeah, it was that was a it was an interesting one. So you guys are you guys are keeping it interesting out there for sure. So yeah, uh, <laughs> say, it's safe to say if it can happen, it probably will. That's right. Yes. So um, yeah, it was you know and and uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff happens. <laughs> But uh, no, uh, it's just uh, just like the standard world of podcasting. But I, you know, I think just listening to my support team and everything, um, yeah, we've got uh, we're we're in a time time frame of a lot of handholding. It's okay, but <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty incredible um, the amount of handholding that uh, is required these days. But you know that that's okay. We help people get started. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's just human beings don't don't get along all the time, so yeah, things so, come up. Fortunately, it's not very often. That's so right. That's the big thing. Yeah. So I have to I have to read something to you. You're gonna love this. I I had a little back and forth um, on a Slack channel, and um, here here's I, I was basically saying uh, there was a, a a service came out with something, and I was kind of like. Okay, whatever. It's you know, it's been done. Other people are doing it. Um, it's um, it is a uh, it's something I'm not getting excited about. I you know, and so I I kind of got kind of beat up by a couple of people, and uh, then I got this um, individual, and I I don't know where he, if he's a company owner if he's a podcaster he says there's an estimated 48 million listeners do you really think they're all like you and have the same wants and needs as an affluent able-bodied mid-aged white male <laughs> okay i was like oh wow yeah. gonna, we're gonna go there huh and uh <laughs> so <laughs> i i'm i he obviously was triggered by my opinion. I'm, I'm not allowed to have an opinion. And uh, this, this is very concerning that I'm not allowed to have an opinion. I said, I agree to disagree with what you're saying, but I'm going to maintain my opinion that this is something that podcasters don't need. And I'm not even going to go into the topic, but I said, we have never received this as a feature request by our shows. Well, maybe you get some more customers. It's, it's okay. It's all good. But it, we're in a, we, we start going into a slippery slope. The, the, the rest of the world can have their issues. But for God's sakes, podcasters are allowed their opinions. If we start, yeah. we start trying to badger people into not being allowed to have an opinion, we're in trouble. In it's the freedom of speech thing. If you don't say what they what they agree with, you shouldn't be saying anything at all, right? Is that yeah is that the bigger message? Yeah, and yeah. I said I had responded to. It. I said I find your comment about a white male very insulting. Obviously, you don't know me. You would not say that if you did. He says, "I'm sorry you feel insulted, but it's not an insult." I'm like, "In what world do you live in that that's not an insult?" Yeah. Was it an insult? Am I wrong? Would I overreact? 
I don't think it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it was an insult from him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You You didn't insult him. You you were just standing up for your rights. No, I mean, and I was just basically saying, I don't think this is, this is needed. Okay. I might be wrong. I might be the old curmudgeon and I might be wrong and people might go crazy. But um, it's just, again, it's one of those things, Rob, we've, been here in the space this long and I and I base this I'm basing my opinion on my entire time in the space and knowing how people are promoting their shows and doing stuff I understand the social space is changing but mm-hmm. uh, you know and I use social tools all the time but yeah I'm just the old I'm just the old white guy <laughs> <laughs> Well, Todd, we've been around a long time, so I guess and, we have to and if, we if, have to fess up to that, right? If, and if you so saw if, if you saw how I lived, fluent is the last word I would use. You, you don't you don't you don't live affluent in Hawaii unless you unless you like make like millions of dollars. And the last time I checked, yeah. that's that I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive place to live, so uh, yeah. it's all going to pay the the. The sales taxes and the property taxes, and yeah. the electric bill, and yeah, yeah I have a, I just, I you know, I, I get up in the morning, put my pants on, just like everyone else. I have a nineteen hundred square foot house, four bedrooms, with three kids in it, and and a and a and a a, 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 a twenty nine hundred square foot lot, <laughs> with a patch of grass is about as big as a postage stamp. So yes, I am living affluent. And thank goodness it's a postage stamp because you have to mow it very often, right, Todd? Yeah. It, I will say I do have a lot of grass compared to my neighbor, so I guess I am affluent in grass. Oh, uh, uh, okay. The green grass, not not the kind you smoke. <laughs> yeah, you're growing that in your front yard, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we have to be careful as podcasters. I, you know, it, it, I understand people get passionate about features and services and the latest shiny object and it's like that fishing lure my grandfather he uh when i was a young kid he uh he served in world war ii and he was out here in hawaii and he had deep water fishing lures that he had uh, made and bought and and i was as a small kid i oh my god grandpa look at those can i use those in fishing and he he humored me and we went fishing and I used those in freshwater fishing and didn't catch a thing, you know, but little did I know they were designed for deep water, saltwater fishing. They weren't designed for fresh lake, you know, fishing for trout, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was, it was designed to kick, uh, catch a mahi mahi, you know, a big fish. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so even though something's shiny and cool, doesn't mean that it's, going to be impactful <laughs> that was a pretty, the case. pretty good analogy wasn't it it is yeah. a pretty good analogy i like that yeah. yeah so um so anyway that's my 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 rant for the day i'll come off the off the soapbox but a lot of stuff happening a lot a lot of news yeah. yeah oh yeah there's a lot going on i also i got an email from a guy that uh, is running a a transcription service, which, you know, we've talked about that quite a bit, you know, yep. a, a podcast audio transcription service. 
And uh, this one appears to be free. I know most of them charge for it, which, you know, is that's probably wow. a better business model than free, free but free, but, uh, yeah, it's free. It's at, uh, podcasterpro.com. Actually, I dropped my podcast feed in it. All right. How, and, how does, uh, how does that, how does he do it for free? I, I don't know if this is just a temporary thing or what he's doing, but he will, they will transcribe, uh, 10 episodes in your feed and then that they will continue to update the transcriptions for new, new episodes. Um, I guess going forward and hmm. you can get an email and that email has a text file in it that, uh, has your transcription and it's broken out by kind of like, uh, segments. Right. So it'll have like a, like a five minute segment that will be transcribed. Um, and then it's in chunks. Uh, man, it, and it looks like it's a pretty good transcription. I mean, it's, it, it's looks like it's fairly accurate. Uh, so they're doing a pretty good job. So I just so, brought up their web, nice website. It's really, really easy to use. You just cut and paste your RSS feed. You create an account uh -huh. and, and you start getting emails of, uh, the transcriptions of your, uh, your entire podcast. Wow. So what yeah. I'm looking for the catch. Mm, I haven't seen one yet. Plus it has tools here to socially share it. You can download it right right off of the website, hmm. and it has like an embeddable um, capability too. Right. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of transcription services. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I know some uh, solo podcasts, um, ones that kind of share like a like a topic, like uh, like a very specific topic mm -hmm. um, over a course of like maybe a twenty or thirty minute conversation with their audience. I think this can be something that can be helpful to them if they want to generate an article based on, based on the content that they talked about in their show. I think it's, it may not be as polished as it needs to be to be an article, but I think it's possible to be able to voice your podcast and to create uh, written content <clears throat> um, as well uh, in a simpler way. It's a way to kind of um, use your content in multiple ways. And I know, Todd, we've both been advocates of um, getting textual content out there as well. And I've not been a big fan of transcriptions myself up to this point because they've typically been so expensive. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if you can leverage this into something that um, can, can help you in the search engines um, and get a different kind of um, reader that then could turn into a listener, it might have some marketing opportunities here. So the, you know, I've talked about transcription a lot on this show and, you know, there, okay, I'm just saying this. If you implement transcription, be very, very, very careful on how you implement it. Because if you implement it incorrectly, <clears throat> Google will take your transcription as if you are text stuffing. Um, yeah. they'll take it as it's your text stuffing into your blog post. So, mm -hmm. um, don't ever just cut and paste your transcript oh, yeah. into your blog post. It, this needs to be an yeah. attached PDF or something to that mm -hmm. effect. It, 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 you should never, ever. Yeah. Well, you, you, 
You could probably take sections of it. Sections. Right? If you have a very, uh, very specific topic it, that you want to highlight. But it, but it has to be super contextual. It has, again, it can't be spoken word. It has to be manipulated to be written for Google. Re- mm-hmm. Remember, remember, you, you write for Google, you record your podcast for your audience. You know, that's, um, yeah. it has to be. You know, and in, also about links too, Todd. <clears throat> you can't put too many links into it too, right? Because well, it looks like a link farm. Right? It, it, links aren't, well, you, how I do links and I'm, you know, I'm the master. I, let me just show you here. You know, links are, you know, incredibly important, but I, whoops, but I do it to, uh, there we go. Now, Google would normally, if you see this on the screen, folks, those of you who are listening, there's 30 some links for the articles I covered in Geek News Central. Mm-hmm. That without some manipulation would immediately get you hammered for being a link farm because there's no context. There's mm-hmm. just titles and links, title and link, title, and you know, one one word title, Walmart, yeah. Android Wear. So every one of these there has, usually needs to be text that wraps around those links for Google to, right. to give it credibility, right? Yeah. So all of these links have no follow on them. They have a no follow tag. I have a plugin mm-hmm. that I use that uh I I basically every everything below show notes has a no follow. Everything above my show notes links is actually indexable by Google. So I tell Google, don't, don't index this. And because I tell them not to index that, those those links, they don't penalize me. I learned this the hard way. Uh, I was about mm, five, five years ago, five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You got hammered. I got hammered and and I'd been doing it for years and years and years and years and years. And uh, so I actually started, and the site still exists. You guys are going to laugh. Um, I went to posting the actual, uh, I actually went to posting the links on another domain. So this this just gives you an idea. So I basically linked within my blog post. till I figured out how to fix this with Google, um, I actually sent the the links over to gncshownotes.com and that basically got me out of the penalty box because I had my regular show notes and then I linked to this page which had the link farm <laughs> and uh and you know and, and I actually did this for much longer than I should have. I didn't get uh uh, schooled up on what I should do on my normal site. But when I finally did and added um, these nofollow links on geeknewcentral.com, then uh, immediate, like within days, my traffic came back. My, um, because I, I, I went from like 40, 50,000 hits a day to the website to like a thousand. I mean, I got hammered. So mm-hmm. this is the caution you have to have in doing transcripts implemented incorrectly and Google will 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 shoot you in the face. So yeah, be Well, careful. Todd, what's the I mean, let, let's let's parse this out. What's the difference between a transcription and posting an article? Okay, posting article there's there's context. It's written it, it's not written as a conversation. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if, if now what you can do, you know, and maybe I mean, if it's we'll, a Q&A kind of thing. It's that, a Q&A. That, I mean, a Q&A type of article, you could probably turn it into. You, you right? probably could. You could turn a Q&A into an article, but you, you know, you're going to have to edit and take yeah. off the superfluous stuff that you're going to post into the blog post. That's true. No, I agree with that. I think you do have to have to do some editing to the transcript. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. ha- and, and in order to get it in there and again, you got to, there's a happy medium here. Um, it, it's a great way, it, especially if the topic is conversational enough that you can post it as a, a paragraph or two as a distinct response um, from a question, you know, Tony, how did you, uh, you know, rebuild that motor, you know, and well, Todd, I, you know, I went through this step, this step, this step, this step, and, you know, increase the bore or whatever, you know, and if you have that as a, as a response, that's not too long, that doesn't go on for an hour and remove the stuff where you talk about where you busted your knuckles or had trouble mm-hmm. here and keep it to the facts and keep it distinct. I think you'll be okay with, with, with the, with the transcription. Mm-hmm. And then have the PDF file linked somewhere where you've got the full transcript. Then, you know, see how many people click on it. That's not, act, well, the problem is, is link farms are going to not link farms, but you're going to get, um, you know, it's it's hard to tell on web stats how much traffic an actual transcript is going to get. But so, Todd, how does Google treat that 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 linked document that you're talking about that has the deep um, show notes? It's a I mean, doc. It's a doc. It's a. It's it, they. It's yeah. Definitely okay, treated. So, does it get get uh, placed high in the search results too uh, in relation to that topic, or, no, or is there no doesn't no. So is there really an advantage to actually the advantage? The advantage is it's on, it's linked on your website and says transcript and you tell your audience there's a transcript and okay. so it's targeted more probably to your listener base than it is to Google per se. I mean, well, are you going to get Google juice out of that or if, if you're, if you're writing your show notes correctly and you're getting indexed and you're Mm -hmm. ranking fairly high on your blog post, Mm-hmm. then when you're indexed and when someone comes to the website that's not a listener, this is how Geek News Central, and I've told this many, many times, I gain a lot of listeners from Google search traffic that comes to the site and says, oh, cool, let me read this. Oh, cool, he's got a podcast. Oh, subscribe. So it, um, you know, okay. yeah. Okay, so it's actually catering. So, so you have different audiences that you're trying to do. Oh yeah, on your on your website, you're catering to Google with some things, and you're catering to your listeners with other areas, right? Right. right. What you're producing in there, because you're talking about things in the show. You're saying, well, all the things that we're talking about in this episode, you're going to be able to find at my website, right? Right. Uh, all the links, right? So you're driving your listeners to the website, but yet you're picking up listeners off of Google right. are coming in interested in that topic. And then you're able to deliver uh, a deeper context off and off of this PDF for your audience. And so that's who your, your target is. So you have different audiences that you're trying to appeal to. It sounds like. Well, okay. in, in a, in the way, I, how have I kept GoDaddy's a sponsor since 2005? 
Mm -hmm. I, I my if my audience wasn't changing and growing, so you know what what podcasters are going to find out is, and Rob, we've been at this so long. I've had listeners leave, come back, leave, come back, leave, come back, three or four rotations. They listen for a couple of years, and they mm -hmm. leave. They're gone for a couple of years. They come back, said, "Hey, I'm back." I get the email, "Hey, yeah. I'm back listening to the show." Yeah. And and then you know and then. It, it's you get this ebb and flow. No one wants to listen to the same person forever. Let's be let's be frank. So mm -hmm. you have to do something. Those people are rolling off the left. You know, the, 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 those are leaving. You got to have a way to ingest new on the other side, and that's the failure of most podcasters. And they don't have anything besides their show to drive eyeballs to their websites. Do you have a strategy, Todd, to to bring those people back? Blogging that maybe came in. Uh, no, came in I, and, I, and listened to your show for like maybe a year or so, and then they left. I don't. Is there a way to bring those people back? I don't. I don't unless they're signed up for the newsletter. Ah, there you go. But well, the, that's that's one way. That's you know, and I encourage them every episode. But the blog is where you know I get the new listeners come in. Yeah, I I, yeah. I, I think I did the. I did the numbers one time and I knew kind of the flow, the flow in and the flow out. When your show gets, when your show gets big enough, losing a thousand, gaining a thousand is, is just a thing. But you know, yeah. that the blog is key to the, to the traffic, to the website. I mean, to, Todd, the, I think, to the health of the show. And Todd, I think this is an important topic because I'm hearing more and more podcasters, and this has been a worry of mine for a while, is that we've been growing so fast on the content side that I, I just worry that the audience um, isn't growing at the same rate mm -hmm. necessarily, and that more and more podcasters are starting to ask about, well, my, my show's not growing fast enough. I mean, it, it's a perennial topic, right? It's, it, it's like, how do I grow my audience? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's becoming... Um, the reality is it's becoming harder and harder to grow a show. And, and I think these, these topics are really important to, I think that the health of the industry is to try and solve some of these problems and to help these new podcasters find their audience. And I think, I mean, it's something that I'm thinking more and more about, and I know you've been thinking about it for a long time with your own show, um, of trying to help people <clears throat> reach their niche, right? Mm -hmm. How do we help shows be successful because one of the things that we want to avoid is shows starting up and pod fading. Yep. And cause maybe they didn't <clears throat> over, a, maybe even over a course of a year, they never achieved any audience and then they just quit and, and drop out. Um, now granted that's going to happen naturally in any medium. Um, not every show is going to make it, not every show, but you got to look at the big picture of what's happening in this medium. If the content side is growing faster than the audience is, we're going to have a, the potential of a bubble popping here. Uh, and it worries me. And, you know, and I also, I saw someone on podcast movement, Facebook page asked this exact question the other day. And, and I, and I really have some very simple tenants. I ask podcasters yeah. when they're complaining about their, their show growth. You know, mm -hmm. and I, I say, are you giving listeners a reason to come to your website on non-podcasting days? Number one, that answer is no problem. Number two, in your podcast, are you 
telling listeners to come to your website to subscribe to your show. And if you're, if you're to sending them to iTunes, or you, uh, first off, problem number two. Number three, when they come to your website and they land on your webpage, can they subscribe immediately to your show? Immediately, when they land on your page. So what happens when they land on my page? What's their right in the right-hand column? On every page, 15,000 articles on Geek News Central. Every page at the very top, it's subscribe to podcasts. Apple Podcasts on Android by email, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. Soon, obviously, Spotify and and via RSS. Right there in their face, every single page. And I tell podcasters, if you're not doing it, and there was a couple other things I said, but if you're not doing at least those three things as a minimum, start there. Yeah. Now, here's Rob. I have customers that are coming to us. They don't want a website. They just want an RSS feed. I'm not going to say no. We're going to we're going to take them as a customer, and. Yep. Give them a RSS feed, give them an embed, a single page landing page for their show, the SoundCloud model. They want that? Cool. All right. But but that we know is not, it's just like all these folks going to anchor. It just, I, I'm, I just, it's sexy, it's shiny, it's new, it's free. Yeah. You know, and there's going to be a lot of disappointment over there in the long run. I think my prediction, but we'll see. Maybe they'll survive. Maybe it'll be the only free service will ever survive. Maybe they get well, it by. also, Todd, maybe it has the opportunity of bringing new podcasters into the medium. But but then again, it's also going to, I think, bring a lot of disappointment to a bunch <laughs> of new people in the medium, too. Right. Well, we're so, we're already danger. We're already migrating every week a significant number of shows off the platform because what happens is is they get five, six, seven, eight episodes in. They start doing some research, and they find that they it's go, not a great place to be. Oh, yeah. maybe I should. Maybe I maybe I should start building my brand. <laughs> yeah, and that may be a, you know that may be a good thing somewhat. Maybe yeah. it's a it's attracting new content yeah, creators. Yeah. Um, and that's, and they grow up, right? <laughs> but, but I wonder if a lot of them are li- talking to each other over there versus talking to listeners over there. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah agreed. But I don't know. That's just my, you know, it, Hey, do what you want to do. There's no rules. <laughs> you can take, yeah, I'm the old white guy. <laughs> that's right. We've been tagged, haven't we? We're the old white guys. The OGs is what we're called, right? Oh, old guys. <laughs> but you know, Rob, in, 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 we laugh when we say that, but we also have to keep our eyes open too. Even though we're the old white guys, we have to keep looking at this space every day and making sure that we're not becoming those old curmudgeons. Yeah, well, I think you know we still need to help. Uh, others and we we still need to learn what's working because this is a changing landscape. I mean, it, what worked for us ten years ago or five years ago uh, may not work today. Um, the 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 medium has changed and it continues to evolve and and change and become more competitive and there's more uh, 
more in different ways that you can succeed at this. And there's plenty of shows that are succeeding out there. It's just that somehow, you know, it's turned into this competitive thing. Uh, and people are, I don't know that people are sharing as much, uh, as they did in the earlier days of this medium about how to build an audience and how to grow. And I think people tend to hold on to those, those strategies because they feel like they've, they've worked hard to earn that. And they, they want to ha have a competitive advantage in the market. And, and so I think we've kind of moved into that phase where when podcasting started, everybody was like sharing what works and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the rising tide of the community was most important. Um, and, and I'm not, sh I'm not sure that we have that approach anymore. I think it's, uh, I mean, we try and do it here on this show. Um, but I think we have a different agenda here We're I mean, let's be honest about it. We're trying to grow, um, the number of podcasters um, that are coming into the medium because we have hosting platforms, of course, and that's and that's that's important to us. But also, what's important to us is those podcasters maintain their hosting accounts um, and keep their subscriptions with us, which drives us into this area of wanting to help people find more success. Because if they don't, then they're going to cancel their accounts and move on. So we have the motivation to to help. Um, this medium grow to its potential because we're looking at it from both sides. And at the same time, you know, I'm not actively involved in the day-to-day -day front lines of, you know, I, I obviously I talk to enterprise customers and that type of stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm, you know, the, my support team is largely the ones that are directing, you know, these new podcasters to resources, things that they can look at and review. But we're in a <clears throat> we're in a situation now in a, in a time frame, and the 120 characters or 240 characters of Twitter um, have individuals with very 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 short attention spans. Yeah. And I, I learned this um, a number of years ago that I could send an email um, when I was doing um, stuff for the Navy. I could send an email, and I would say. Step one, uh, take the screw out. <clears throat> Step two, disconnect the connector. Step three, pull the box out. Step four, put the box back. Uh, uh, you know, so I could go through these steps, right? And mm -hmm. invariably, I would get an email back um, saying we still have a problem, but they only completed steps one and two. They would not go through the rest of the email. So I had to be very short and distinct in my instructions or we lost people. We couldn't go into these long, just like I'm doing now. I can't go into this long drawn out, uh, getting to the point thing. It's, they don't, people don't have time for it. They, they, they want, boom, they just give me the, the meat. And so as we, I've just told the, <clears throat> the team, you know, just give them the meat, give them exactly what they want. Tell them exactly what to do. Don't suggest, tell and do it in a nice way. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you're going to lose them. And it's just like all our instructional videos, nothing longer than like seven or eight minutes. That's I mean, that's tops because if you make it longer than that, you know, they're out. So oh. it's. So as a on the service side, this is the things we've had to do to kind of adjust to, you know, in the beginning of podcasting, I'd read, I'd read 30 pages of instructions from someone. Yeah. No one's going to yeah. read 30 pages. 
We had yeah. to read 30 pages because there was no way to do this thing without reading those 30 pages. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I mean, I think it would really be helpful um, if, if we could uh, bring together kind of best, best approaches to growing audience. I, I think that's probably, you know, probably the number one topic that I think needs to be shared amongst the community is w- what are the best ways to grow a podcast? Now, granted, it's a complicated topic because it depends on your genre. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's different approaches that need to be taken in different different genres to grow your show. But I think that there are some common um, characteristics. Um, but, you know, I don't know that I have all the answers either. I mean, it's this is such a changing landscape. I think it would it would really behoove us to get feedback from others that maybe want to share like maybe one tip or something like that. And, and certainly, you know, those that are listening to this um, show today, if, if you could share like one tip to something that, that worked for your podcast to, that showed a bump in your audience um, or some tactic or some approach that you took, that's, that's been successful, we would love to hear about it from you and, and share it on the podcast to help the whole podcast community um, grow, grow their shows. And, and, and just keep in mind that just because you share that doesn't mean that you're going to lose anything, um, with your audience. I I think it just might be helpful for others and other genres. So, I mean, definitely send us an email and let us know what's worked for you. And, and let's, let's open this up to the community to help uh, other podcasters, um, become a little more successful. I think it would be, uh, it'd be great for all of us. And, And, you know, Rob too, is I'll use it. Yeah, You know, we're all trying to build audience, you know, yeah. so it's like you can teach dogs. We're not dogs. You can teach humans new tricks. <laughs> well, yeah. And, well, and Todd, I mean, <clears throat> that's how we both got here was because we were open <clears throat> to new ideas. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're still <clears throat> doing this podcast. That's why we we've been around for 14 years is because we've. There's been a lot of other people that have come and gone, uh, and and we've maintained our presence in the community to be a resource. And that's you know it's a challenge. It's becoming more difficult to do that now because the the medium, <clears throat> excuse me, is is a more challenging place now than 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 ever because it's growing. It's bigger. There's more people involved. There's uh, lots of people involved in this industry that I've never met now. Yeah, me too. Um, we're in the early days. It was like, you know, we knew everybody. Yeah, it was a big family um, reunion every time. Yeah. yeah. Good old boy. Good old, so and it was many, good old boy and girls club. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's just so <laughs> many people that are involved in this medium now that I, I can't know everybody now. Um, one of the best ways that we've, you know, Todd, you and I have been able to connect with a, a large group of maybe new people, hopefully, is through this show. Yeah. Um, and get, get to know us. And I would just love to have more of a, more of a feedback loop here of, of new people in the medium that are trying new things and, and finding success. Cause I mean, you just go, go look at the homepage for Apple's iTunes area and you see just a cavalcade of new shows and new podcasters coming into this medium and they seem to be doing well. And there's somebody's, you know, there's a lot of people doing really great stuff out there in this medium right now. I mean, I'm I'm impressed. You know, their album art looks fantastic. I mean, there was a time in this medium, Todd, when album art was like, That's you know, right. yeah. we were out there evangelizing, get your album art to look nice. I mean, people are really getting it now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it's yeah. uh, it's the, it's your front door advertisement. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, it's walking up to a business. Yeah. 
it's the first thing people see is your cover art. And there's a lot of people doing terrific work in that area now. Yeah. I think too, is that we're at a point now as well where, and maybe there was, you know, that talked about earlier in a show where someone was giving me some beef. Maybe there's a perception that we're the, we're the, we're the old guard. We don't know what we're talking about. We're the new guard. You need to listen to us. Um, that's fine and dandy. Um, yeah. And, and boy, we're, we're, we're willing to listen, but uh, sometimes I'm uh, re, re, retain the right to agree to disagree. But um, <laughs> yeah. there was a, um, yeah. you know, last year at Podcast Movement, I, the session I did, uh, you know, was the first session in years that I had wall to wall. It was, it, people couldn't move. And the room was full. And I'm going to come back. Uh, I just got my email from Podcast Movement that had been approved for. I'm going to do a second act of that uh, that session. And um, so for me, this is a good time to hear some of these ideas from audience members. Because if there's a good one, I'm going to put it in that presentation. And it's exactly that. It's it's a presentation about building building a sustainable, building a big show, using a variety. I think I've got nine to 10 different strategies of things that you can do to build your show and build, you know, different avenues, uh, different, you know, 10 different ways to skin a cat to build audience and uh, things that I've done. So if someone throws a good one at us that is working, that they're finding growth, well, it'll just, that'll go right in the, right in the deck. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see if people will give us some feedback here. Yeah. Cause there's obviously shows that are growing and doing oh, well yeah. in this medium. Uh, and it all gets back to, I think it's the quality bar has leaped a couple of notches over the last, uh, couple of, couple of years here. Uh, it, and I think focusing on audio quality, focusing on your, your production, I, I, I think as the, as we reach, um, a more representative, uh, kind of audience of the population in general, I think we're in this area of so much diversity, uh, of expectations that, uh, people, people kind of expect that quality to, to be there. And I think national public radio has contributed to this perception, I think to some degree, um, the public radio side of quality production and all this stuff. And I, and I just feel it in the, in the space today that people are really, realizing that you have to up your game on the production of this because uh, people are, you know, there's new people coming in listening to this medium that are expecting something at a higher level. Um, now, granted, that can sound really bad because we've also over the years have said that, you know, it's, it, it's more about, you know, authenticity. It's more about the truth. It's more about being real. Um, and I think that's, that's true to a point. Uh, for some shows. And I don't know, um, Todd, what you think about that, that balance between authenticity, realness and quality of production, which can be expensive. Well, I, I I look at, I I take my last show as an example. Um, I was toast. I came into the studio, did my show prep and I was just one of those shows you're like, you know, you just, you're tired. I was tired. I'd had a full day and, uh, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I just strapped on the mic and, and did the show and powered through. And I told the audience at the end, I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I've, I've hit the wall here. 
And if this show wasn't as, as high energy as it normally is, I apologize. And mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of felt bad. I didn't think it was one of my better efforts. But you know what was weird, Rob? The audience came back and said, that was one of the better shows ever. Man, you were, you were yeah. like sharing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I let my guard down a little bit. Yeah, and and uh, I thought, hmm, that the kind of you know I I kind of just had this you know hmm moment really, and I don't know if they're if they're humoring me, but so there's I think there's a mix I think there's a you know here on this show, uh, okay so I'm a geek news center there's a lot of stuff I tell my I can't tell my audience now that I used to, because I was very very open about stuff going on in business now and. You know, I was mm-hmm. to the point of too open and people, and you know, not necessarily you guys, but my competitors was using it against me. <laughs> <laughs> Why you would know, they do that? I was sharing all these, you know, all these ideas and then all of a sudden, you know, we're getting ready to announce something and two weeks earlier, someone that I'm like, damn it, who, how did they think? And I'm like, I talked about it during my show. So it was my own fault. So I had to, I had to impose some Steve Job rules, you know, be quiet. Don't say nothing. You know, hold your tongue, you know, and even on this show, there's stuff I've got in the cooker right now. So I'm sure you guys do, too, that we can't talk about. And um, it's uh, it's just because the business has changed a lot. So for my regular audience, uh, you know, they knew as much about going on with my business as this audience did. So but now I I don't uh, I can't talk about as much. So. I had to, you know, this previous show, I was a little bit more personal about what's going on at home. So maybe that was what resonated. I don't know. But I think that uh, quality is always important and great content will always win. But that, yeah, people can smell a fake. They can smell a fake five miles away. Well, and also the... The term quality to me is such a subjective term too. I mean, what's quality to one person may not be quality to another too. So I think that quality bar needs to really be a gauge that's gauged by the the creator of the podcast, I, I think too. And then over time that they get feedback from their audience about whether or not the audience agrees that the quality is there. And I guess the, the, uh, the measure of the quality, I guess, is more around audience growth, but maybe that's not a measure of quality. Maybe that's a measure of your strategy of reaching audience. Um, but maybe the quality is what helps you reach more audience too. I mean, that's what, that's how complicated this topic is, is that, uh, if the quality is there, you might be able to inspire that word of mouth that you need to really grow your show. As we all know, that's the backbone of this industry is word of mouth. Um, and that's, that's what drives this, this industry. And I know down at the, at the NAB, um, I'm sure, you know, this topic is going to come up. You know, a lot of radio stations are going to want to talk about, you know, well, how do we grow um, audience of a, of, of a podcast that's maybe of a radio show that's done for the local market? You know, how do we grow that on a, on a national and global scale as a way to compete? And I think that the radio industry has a real challenge around that. Um I don't know what you think about that, Todd. Well, just coming back before we switch to talk about the NAB is that I think a lot of podcasters do the show for them. Um, there's a tier. There's, I still think there's three tiers. 
still think there's the folks that get together with their buddies and do a show. Some people do a show on topics that they want to talk about. Some people do show for almost therapy. So there's that here. They, they don't, they, they, they have sure they'd love to have a big audience, but they're not worried about it. Then there's a middle tier that want to grow a show that want a business that are still, they'd love to quit their day job if they could, but they're, mm-hmm. they're a little more focused. And there's a third tier that says the, the high end tier. Um, I, there's, there's room for everyone in this space. So, but if you have to decide which tier you want to be in, and then that will predicate the amount of effort that you have to put forth in promoting, building, growing, drawing audience, do there's no one I, I truly don't believe that for the 99% of us the content alone won't carry us you, you, you can build authority you can you know there's there's really three tenets here and and one of them is authority build that authority piece uh, engagement piece you know that really is a big part of it is you just got to do the grind and do the time and do the work and, and build shows out. I'm rambling. Um, because I get to thinking about this, you, you sidetracked me, Rob, with this NAB discussion here and then they got some, my wheel spinning. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've gotten my second article written. It's being edited. It'll, it'll post next Friday, but yesterday we, we put up a post that addresses some of this exact stuff that you just brought up on NAB. And uh, I, I wrote the headline, Will Podcasting Save Radio? Yep. And the, <laughs> the radio people, I'm sure, are going to wrinkle their nose at that. But if there's any piece you've ever read from my team, and I wrote the bulk of this, and then we spiced it up with some comments from, some of our, from one of our radio customers, if there's any peace, if you're in the radio industry or thinking about it or have influence on the radio industry, I think this is my best piece ever. And mm-hmm. that's saying a lot. Um, we're going to send this out to all the press on Monday. Uh, matter of fact, I've got it queued and it'll, it'll blast. And I'm going to be sending the, the press a piece every week leading up to to NAB and, and and just trying to get these radio folks to think a little bit. And it's stuff that we've talked about on this show. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing in this article is a surprise to anyone that's been listening to this show more than six months. It talks about what young people are doing. talks Mm -hmm. about the expansion of the space, about Spotify, Pandora, about Apple, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff it talks about radio still going to be good for another 20 years, but who just filed for bankruptcy? iHeart. Yeah. Now, are they going to come out stronger than sure? Because some banker just ate $10 billion in loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They ate it. They ate 10. Bi- Think about that. You, you, they went to the banker and said, uh, Sorry. <laughs> the only the only way we're going to survive is you, you have to write this off. You have to eat it. Yeah. Ten yeah. and and they still have ten billion dollars in debt. They still have. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but anyway, they're going to come out stronger because they're going to be in a better financial position. But, mm-hmm. 
it doesn't change the fact that the landscape is changing. And the reason that they are in trouble to begin with is digital is coming on like a freight train. Yeah. Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Google Music. There's what, a hundred different music platforms? Yeah. And kids and adults can discover something beyond top 40 on those Mm -hmm. genres. And they then find, mani- find the music that they like. Yeah. 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 So, you know, basically we've talked about uh, Midwest Family Broadcasting as one of our customers. And they uh, talk about a little bit in this article about how they're creating content, how they've monetized it, um, how they're filling spots and adding revenue that wasn't there before. Um, but if you get a chance to read this piece, it's at powerpresspodcast.com. And I'd, I'd love to hear your your feedback on it for the audience that's listening. And next week I'll have another piece out um, that is a little more direct. So I'm, you know, I'm building a, I'm doing a series of pieces leading to NAB to try to get people talking uh, prior to the show that, so when we're at the show that the podcast civilian area is flooded. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I still hear, I still hear people, you know, leaders in the radio side, still voice this concept that they're thinking that the future of, of podcasting is just a farm league for radio. <laughs> I, I still keep thinking, and I, I commented uh, back, cause there's a guy, guy I know who's, he's involved in a group of radio stations, um, to, who made that comment on LinkedIn. And, and I commented back, I, I said, well, I think maybe you, you maybe have that mistaken somewhat because, Podcasting is a is a unique, differentiated medium from radio. It's it's not a, it's not really a farm league for radio because right. there's going to be lots of podcasts that are create that will never have any interest in being on radio. That's a fact. And so it's they have no reason to be over on radio. Right. Um, some will, some won't, and but most won't. Right. Um, and so the fact that you're thinking of podcasts as a Farm League for radio kind of depreciates podcasting as a unique and differentiated medium that's growing at a at a pretty fast rate right now compared to radio. Um, and it's really kind of unfair to the podcast medium to treat it like that. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, it all boils down to, do you want to, you know, here's what radio's, let's, let's, let's break it down in its essence. Radio's local. Yeah. So if you're local, and your transmitter can only go out 70, 80 miles, that's the most people that will ever listen to your radio station. You have no, you have no chance of growing that market. None. Zero. Yeah. Well, we're on iHeartRadio. Well, okay. You and 900 other stations. You know, or whatever, 3,000. And oh, by the way, you now have a few podcasts in there. And I have a bone to pick with iHeart. So uh, don't let me forget to come back. I have a, a, some comments on them. But okay, so okay, so if you're a radio station, okay, I, I'm a radio station. And I tell my audience to come to geeknesscentral.com. Well, the radio station better be every day telling you, K to KHBM, radio.com. Come over to the website. Don't tell them to go to iHeart. 
Don't tell them to go to iHeart. Why would you tell them to go to iHeart? Come to your website on the radio, then go to iHeart. And when you're, oh, 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 effing brilliant. When you're on the website, guess what? There could be some podcasts there that you could subscribe to from your local audience. I mean, really, in some ways, um, those radio stations promoting iHeart is really kind of cannibalizing radio. Cannibalizing. It's doing. It's, yeah. They're cannibalizing themselves. Why would they do that? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it goes, because ah, I, there's a, yeah. oh, yeah. And I, can, I cannot even tell you what the, what the address of any radio station here in Hawaii. I maybe know some of their call signs, so I might be able to Google it and find it, but I couldn't just go to my computer and type in the the website and go to their website. I've never been, I, I can't, in the last couple of years, I've never been to a radio stations uh, locally that I don't work with in podcasting's website. But I do, the folks that we work with, we we make sure that they know how to drive people to their website, then allows them to, first of all, do what I just said to do earlier, you know, build that presence there. And then they can build a global audience and not have just a yeah. local audience. But, hey, we're on iHeart. <gasps> yeah, and I hear um, more and more of, in the radio space um, thinking that these smart speakers um, the, the echoes and the, the, the Google homes, um, being, being their future, um, for radio, for, for radio more and more, <laughs> I hear them saying that more and more that, that oh. they're going to have their, their live streams uh, available through these smart speakers. Oh, and oh, that's yeah. how, that's how they're going to get back in the home and, okay. and get, get listeners in the car and all, um, all this stuff again. Uh, so it's who, all, it's all focused on linear is what they're it, still focused on. Who, who, who owns the smart speakers, Google, yeah. Microsoft, yeah. and Apple. Amazon. Do you think they're going to give them a front row seat? So when yeah. you when you tell your Amazon device to play ACDC or play no to play play me nineties rock, that device is going to generate a playlist or will have a pre-programmed playlist that has been put together by. Google, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. It's not coming from or, the radio station. Or TuneIn or these online brands too. Right. Spotify. If they with pa- yeah. Pandora, Spotify. Yeah. You're, if yeah. you love your radio station and you tell it, uh, hey, device, uh, play, you know, Coco or yeah. whatever the radio station is, it, yeah, maybe that'll work. But come but Todd, on! But that may be their only their only play here too. I mean, if they're going to maintain radio as the as the linear experience that it is today, that's the only real pathway that they have going forward into the future. I think is to do exactly what they're talking about doing here. But the question is whether or not it's going to work. Right. You know? Right. Whether they're going to really be able to grow that listener base that maybe is looking for more specific on-demand content versus a linear experience. I, I just don't know that linear experience is what people are going to want in the future. I think it's a, it, it, it's a question that, that um, I guess it gets back to engagement, right? It gets back to how much control 
the audience wants to have over their content experience. Do they want to lean back or do they want to lean forward? And that's been a debate that's been going on in, in this landscape for many years and why podcasting has grown in the face of linear. And, and when I say linear, what I'm talking about is, um, you know, programmed content, right? That's stringed together. Pandora is yeah. a little bit more of a linear playback experience and they're still rather large. I mean, they are the biggest, um, music listening platform out there and they are more of a linear experience. So I guess Todd, we have to figure out, well, you know, w- which is the pathway going forward that's going to reach 90% of the listening audience. Is there a percentage of the listening audience that's coming in the future, right? That's going to be expecting linear because they are, they may be lazier about controlling their content. Does and, that, and if they are, it, if they are, are those people out there, are there, are, are, are there people out there that want to sit back? It, and it's the, the question. It's a question. And if there is, it's easy enough to be done. What are most linear on radio right now is programmed. Most people are, you get after yeah. morning drive from nine to three o'clock. That's, that's computer. You know, if you, and, and they've had a jock this for you, Hey, we're going to play, uh, you know, um, whatever latest, da, 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 da. that's, that's programmed some, you know, that's not your local dude. You know, that's somewhere that's programming 80 stations, you know? And yeah. so linear is mostly fake except for morning and afternoon drive. And well, talk radio is not talk radio is talk radio, but, um, I don't know. I, I will see, you know, that's, that's not too, too, that's not defer too far down the path here, but radio is going to be around for 20 years. They're, they're safe for another 20. Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't see them, see them like going out of business in the next decade or, or more by any stretch of the imagination. I know those, there's people out there that are saying that radio's dead and all this stuff. No. I, I have a hard time seeing no, that. It's not in, in, in the, in the, yeah. the polls don't show that either. So let's be, you know, let's, we're, we're just looking way out and the handwriting's on the wall. You look at what's happened. If you think about where we started in this space, we started when we didn't have the ability to, our mobile phones were not capable of playing media on their own. You had to, you had to load the media and now you can, you can, you can listen and watch on anything you want. You know, I caught anywhere, some, anything, anytime. I, yeah. ca- I, I saw some guy looking at porn on a mobile phone in a bar yesterday. I'm just like, what, who does that? You know, you know, who does that? <laughs> I'm like, what? What? So it is, you know, if, if, if people are looking at porn in a, in a, in a bar, then they're consuming media with their mobile, all kinds of media with their mobile phones, wherever, you know, it's, I yeah. just, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Plus Todd, as we move into these more and more into autonomous cars, I, I think that people are going to consume all kinds oh, of content in yeah. the car. Yeah. It's not just going to be audio content. They can watch us, Rob. Um, they can watch us. They could watch us. They can watch video. They could read. They can make phone calls, which they've always been able to. People yeah. have always made phone calls in the car. But um, I think 
radio's lock on the car it's or gone. audio's lock on the car i think is in question i think it, we're going to have to compete just like anything else yep they they are and ford has announced that they are net top oh, great gateway here uh, ford has announced that all cars from 20 either 2020 or 2022 going forward all of them will have 4g in them They'll all Built into the dash, right? Yep. Every car, they, it doesn't matter which model you buy. Everyone will have it. Yep. I agree. I, there are those that have said that, you know, the, the car is just a rolling Bluetooth speaker. And I, I would say that that's not where the future is. The future is going to be that the car is going to have a fast internet connection because that's what's going to generate the best experience for the 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 person driving the car, not yep. connecting through your phone. Um, I, I yeah. do, I do. I see that sun's coming in and we have to adjust the, the shade yes, here. Like it's it. yeah. We're yeah. back to me getting hit in the face. Um, <laughs> so I have a little a issue with iHeart and I, I, I don't know why, but just one issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this, this is a new one. I was in the car and um, for some reason I had, I don't know. I was stuck in traffic or something. I'd already looked at Waze, but Waze was saying there was a wreck and it was, it was bad. So I flipped on the radio to see if I could get more information. And like within two minutes, I hear this iHeart ad and, Oh, get the latest radio station, all the podcasts. You can listen to all your podcasts that you, all your favorite podcasts on iHeart radio. I'm like, "Eh, no, you can't. You can listen to a few podcasts on iHeart. You it's can't the same thing listen, with Spotify, right? You it's can't listen. You, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't listen to them all. False advertising. Yeah. Yep. Rob, talk for a minute. I'm going to, I have to adjust this mirror. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to flip it to you. Yeah. I mean, there's really only a couple places that have a, a comprehensive podcast catalog. And one of them happens to be run by, by Todd um, Blueberry. Uh, and, and Apple, because most of them don't have complete sets of uh, content out there. So invariably, a lot of, you know, I'm out there whenever I talk to a new platform uh, that's looking at maybe getting into having podcasts on them, I say, you've got to have a complete set of shows because there's going to be some listener that you're going to turn off from your service because they can't find that one show that, that they want to listen to. So they're going to say, well, you know, if you don't have that show, I'm going to go over to whatever platform has that show. Um, if, if that's, but most people get locked into their, their one listening, um, app or something like that. But, but in, unless you have a complete set of shows on your platform, you're going to be turning listeners away. Um, that's just how the medium is working. You can't cherry pick in this medium and, and grow. It's been proven over over time. We um, we did get our first big batch of shows turned on um, at Spotify, and we uh, immediately sent them another bigger batch. <laughs> it's the same with us too. I've been uh, I, I've been sending shows over to Spotify too, but it, it's been rather slow though. I yeah, mean, it's not it's not growing at a fast rate because. It's still a fairly manual process. I mean, it's it's not as automated as it needs to be. Yeah, the, and it's the it can tell they're still. I think they're with all the new partners that they've had. I think they're a little surprised 
because they were asking us, because they already asked us this, but they asked, how many shows do you guys have that you're going to be submitting? <laughs> yeah. How many would you like? Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I can send you 500,000. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you, know, you go. You will get, we'll take care of everybody in one full schwap. And then it would be, then it would have the entire stack. But no. So, you, so Todd, are you are sending over to them unique feeds? We are having we we are sending them over. Yes, you are okay. We are too. So we had to. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have to. And not and it wasn't my first choice. No, I know. I, that's why I asked you because I could tell. You know, I know the history of this, and and it hasn't been your first choices to have different. Different feeds for different platforms. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, but it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Well, that's, where, that's the it's, direction things are going. We, we we and here's the problem is well I can't go into it. It's I'm I'm under NDA. I, I can't explain the whole reasoning. But here's the ultimate thing: if if a takedown notice happens, I have to be able to take that show down. If if there's a DMCA, You're talking about Spotify here, right, right? If there's a DMCA copyright issue ordered i have to be able to take that episode or that show down well there's multiple reasons that's that's one of the primary ones (laughs) okay but we have feeds that going into powerpress that are fully spotify compliant let's just put it that way yeah matter of fact all rss feeds standard rss feeds are spotify podcast compliant as they stand today yes yeah that's actually a good long long term approach. So we'll we'll see how this how this goes. I know that uh, that's what Lipson's doing too. So I think that's the only valid approach to take with these guys. And I've been very open about it too. I mean, I think that the podcasters need to know that that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so when they do a redirect or something like that, that that new URL is going to get redirected as well. So, right. right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, it's going to be transparent to the, to the podcaster on our side. They won't mm-hmm. even, they won't even see it, but we're not advertising what that feed is that we're sending to Spotify. That Spotify is an internal, yeah. an internal feed. I mean, I'm not, I'm not hiding it. Um, you know, it's a fairly simple thing that we're doing. Right. It's just, it's just an, an it's just an extra couple of characters at the end of the existing feed, mm-hmm. um, so it's nothing you know like you know we're doing something magical here. Right. Um, it's just a way to differentiate it because, like you said, there's a variety of reasons to to do that, and I believe we're going to come across more of this. You guys, um, and see, you guys are in a little different situation because. You, yeah, you're well, you're an internal platform. You've got everything under one roof, per se, or one ecosystem. Um, yeah, we've got, yeah, yeah, you're in a different situation. I yeah, think. so we've got podcasters that have you know RSS feeds, uh, you know, across the planet. And as a matter of fact, someone came out and said later, "See, only Blueberry only has 600 customers." I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm supporting the uh, 14 employees with 600 customers. And yeah, do the math on that. Um, but it's yeah. because they were trying to figure out who is the bigger hosting companies. And because 95% of our 
customers have their own RSS feeds, you know, they, there's no way to tell. It's it's anonymized. Um, they they could if they went and looked through at the the media URLs, they could then get the number, but no one's done that yet. So I probably just set someone on a journey here. But um, the uh, the actual for so for us when we syndicate a show in to Blueberry. It uh, it goes into our database and it's and we basically use their feed to source the database content for the directory, and uh, mm-hmm. so what we've had to do um, specifically with Spotify is send them a Blueberry address, um, specifically because the requirement was they had to be hosting with us and they wanted a quick and easy way to make sure that they were an actual hosting customer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, and, and I think, oh, I, I just had this idea. Um, ah, just escaped me. We'll have to move on. I'll, I'm sure it'll come back to me. But I was going to mention something else. So anyway, there's. Uh, I was just going to look. Um, have you been following this uh, PodNews.net? Have you been following his site? Mm, no, I haven't. Between him and Pod to Pod, um, they this guy and this this is nothing fancy. Um, Podnews.com or Podnews.net. Dot net. They are sending out a daily Monday through Friday newsletter that has basically the latest news in it, and it's nothing but very short commentary and links. So this guy's um, between them and Pod to Pod. They're really, uh, they're really finding all the, all the announcements that's out there. Um, you just the week, the previous week, um, let's see, starting on the 17th, you know, there was like nine or 10 major stories, uh, talking about Omni releasing a normalization tool, mid-roll saying 74% of podcast listeners recall advertising. Uh, there's some stuff in the New York times. They're really covering everything. They're not. They're not being picky. It's not an East Coast bubble. It's global. It's Europe. It's Australia. Um, so I think they're doing a. Uh, he's doing a really good job. I've had a few a few previous run-ins with him on differences of opinion, but he's mm-hmm. he's doing a real good job on this uh, um, on this uh, on this site and in collecting news and putting it out in this a specific newsletter. So Omni Studios put out a normalization tool. Can I say levelator? Yes. Yeah. Is that what they it's put up? Is that what no, they... no. I, I, I mean, essentially, that's that's the same concept, right? Yeah. It's just levelator. I don't know if those that listen to this haven't heard of that tool, but it's or, been around for a long time. Or it's the same as uh, Auphonic. It's the tool that you can use on your desktop or go to Auphonic.com. In fact, Auphonic mm-hmm. is the tool I use on this show. So here's the thing about um, leveling and normalization. Because <clears throat> I had someone immediately ask me, can Blueberry put that in? Evo Terra asked, how come Blueberry and Libsyn doesn't have leveling? Well, the media file that we get is the MP3 file. We don't get the WAV file. Yeah. So we don't do any post-processing on a media file. People upload the MP3, they publish, and they're off the races. Um, sometimes people upload a WAV file by mistake and they say, how come my storage is out? But the, um, 
largely folks are only, uh, we get the MP3. So to level an MP3 after it has been uploaded is, uh, you know, you start, you're going to cause quality issues. Well, that and plus you're you're going to use huge resources on your network if you're going to do that with every every show that comes up there. <laughs> well, it definitely would be a premium service if we were ever to do it because you're right. Yeah. You know, you're definitely talking about if I do a normalization on this show, just, you know, using my iMac Pro, which has got a lot of ponies under the hood, it takes two minutes to normalize or to level my mm-hmm. show and uh it's not a trivial processing task it's no it's pretty intense it is and uh when you run that you know if you think about the per minute cost if you're gonna you know if, in amazon you probably would do this in a lambda function if it had enough memory to do it metric lambda functions in amazon may not have enough memory in the instance to actually do this function um, that would be the cheapest way, but if you if you have to dedicate a a box or two, um, you know, and well, you know, Omni probably when you're also it depends on how many hosting customers you have too. You know, Libsyn obviously has more hosting customers than than us, and probably you guys as well. But the uh, you know the number of files that get uploaded daily is in the tens of thousands, so if you're going to level tens of thousands of episodes a day, that's, that's a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's no, I mean, it would be very expensive to actually do that. I'm just wondering how these folks are doing this transcription. I wonder if they're using Amazon to do their, cause Amazon has a transcription engine. I wonder if they're using that, uh, that cost, uh, like, a penny and a half a minute to run on Amazon. So it's not, you know, you think, okay, it's only a penny and a half, but if the process takes 10 minutes to do the translation, you know, you're still looking at 10 cents a a file. Um, and you scale that and then you're, you're talking real dollars. Yeah. Well, Todd, it just came back to me what I was going to comment on. Um, uh, earlier was around self-hosting podcasts oh yeah and how that um er, relates to what's going on with um Spotify mm-hmm. how those those folks are more and more becoming challenged to to be be a part of the ecosystem i know your your platform is really i think to some degree really kind of a little bit more caters to the self-hosting folks oh, yeah. to some degree um, though you're, you're offering a solution that gets them into an ecosystem that would be more podcast friendly, um, which I think is great, but there's still a lot of shows out there. I would say probably a third of all the shows are self-hosting, which when I say self-hosting, what they're doing is they're just creating a website like on GoDaddy or, you know, HostGator, one of these kind of just website hosting platforms. And then manually generating their RSS feed somehow through a well, RSS generator or, or something well, like that. Oh, they're using PowerPress and then they're self, or they're using any plugin, any podcasting plugin, and then they're, yeah. they're uploading the media to their own server. Yeah. So they're hosting the media files in the same place where they're hosting their website. Typically is mm-hmm. how this works. But those shows typically uh, have no pathway into Spotify right now. None. Yep. And 
I tried. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> what does that mean, Todd? You uh, tried. I, I, I tried. Okay, that's all you're going to say about that? Yeah, I tried. Okay. So and it didn't work, huh? Well, no, I'm we 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 wanted to be able to get our PowerPress self-hosters into Spotify. Yeah. But but I got you. I tried. I got you. I got you. Fair enough. So, you know, and it's it's a um and I you know, I'm getting I get emails daily now. It's I'm beating me up on it, you know, cuz we're trying to get rich. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, in, in, so here's, and it's know. not something we did. It's not something we as the hosts did or the host providers did. It's not our preferential position that we want to be in. I mean, I, I have to be honest too, a little bit. I feel like I'm working for Spotify now. So, um, which is probably, it's not an accurate statement. It's just, I just feel like there's so much energy being put into this right now. Well, there's there, dis, disproportionate. <laughs> there, there's a lot of excitement about pod, the podcasters have a lot of excitement now that the gates have opened to get on and uh, people are thrilled. Um, yeah. We're waiting for the stats API to be provided to us. So, because I know that's going to start next week. <laughs> and the other API. And the other right. API. Yes. 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 And, uh, <laughs> So, because the next thing people are going to is they're going to want to know are people listening? And yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like to be at the center of that either, right? Of knowing who's listening, because right now we are. You know what I mean on that. Well, you can't if you have content going over there and you can't measure it. You can't. You can't bill it. Yeah. You can't bill it as ever, any advertising that's gone against it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Things will get better, Todd. Right? I keep thinking about that. Things oh yeah, will get better. Yeah, yeah. So and again, it's uh, it's just one destination point. So it, yeah. we've spent a lot of time talking about it, though. Well, it's the it's the new shiny thing, right? Right. So yeah, and people are in a feeding frenzy. It's unbelievable. Hmm. You know, come on, you know, it's, it's not the second coming of Jesus <laughs> and it's, it's a destination point, you know, it is. Wow. I, I, I'm, I don't think I've seen a feeding frenzy like this in a long time. It's, well, there hasn't been really no. a, a new platform of the scale to, to really embrace the, <laughs> the medium in a long time. Right. So there's probably a couple more coming. Which and, I guess are, it's good. And I guess I'm lucky we didn't lose all our customers to Libsyn based upon all the excitement because, you know, they were the only game in town for a while. Well, it's not exactly easy to move a podcast. It's easy. Oh, we've made it real easy. Well, I mean, it's easy, <laughs> but it's it's not something that most people aspire to. I'll just put it that way. Right. Right. That's, well, you get a fair number. Yeah. Uh, There's like, reasons to do it, and we do. I mean, most of the hosting platforms are making it fairly easy to, to yeah. do it. If you're if you're determined to do it, it's 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 very very doable now, yeah, much more than it has been in the past. Yeah, a couple hours max. Yeah. So, but it is yeah it is a, it is a it's a process. So wow, we're, we're going to get in trouble here. What else is going on? 
We're going to get in trouble here. <laughs> that's the whole point of this show, Todd, is we get in trouble. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, because we talk about things that most podcasts uh, about podcasting don't talk about. No, so. no, they won't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, How Stuff Works partnered up with Panoply. So that was interesting for podcast distribution and monetization. So mm. a big win by the Panoply folks on that. Yeah, that is a big win. Yeah. And, um, a lot of networks are, are launching. There's networks coming out. That I'm like, what? What network is? It's someone ought to compile a list of all the networks. If someone, yeah, that's else, true. someone wants a research task, that'd be a cool one. Get a list of all the networks that are out there. Because it's uh, it's huge. And it's like, you know, I had someone call me. This, oh, so I said, can you give me your website address? And I go and look at it. And he's got like 30 shows. I'm like, oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's talk. You know, so it's, yeah. Hey, so Todd, I, I sent you an email to your, your, uh, geek news account. Uh, oh, okay. I got a link from, um, Mr. David Van Dyke, you know, our, our guest from last week. Yeah. He, uh, I guess he pushed out some research on, um, 18 to 34 year olds consuming, um, podcasts. Hmm. So I don't know if you, Okay, I've got it loaded here. See that. And so, what is he saying here? And I haven't had a chance to look at it. It just came in. So, yeah, yeah. I'm with I mean, it's this. from March fifteenth. This is a. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at this chart because it looks complicated. It probably isn't. But I just need to read through it. Looks like it's growth year over year of 18 to 34 year olds in the consumption of podcasts, 1998 through 2019. So he's doing a projection, looks like, of growth. If you look at that chart at the top right mm -hmm. there of your browser, yep. that shows a trend line. It looks like um, it's like that red line is streaming. And green line's podcasting. The green line is podcasting. That's got the sharpest uh, growth path. Uh, and then uh, the, the blue line is radio. Huh. So he's saying by 2019, podcasting will equal what uh, radio. Really? Do you think doing. those lines are going to merge by 2019? That's, that's, what, that's what he looks like he's projecting. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. I need, I need, I like. need, I need to look at this more. And then streaming will, uh, will plateau, uh, which I guess it kind of, well, somewhat and just grow very, very slowly into 2019. So the biggest growth curve is going to be podcasting on demand. And it looks like, uh, and, uh, and smart speakers have got a pretty straight up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, it's the smart speaker. Oh, podcasting, podcasting. and smart speakers. Smart speakers combined is the one that's going to match oh. radio. Oh, together. I see. Those. That's a combined number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the green line there is is podcasting. Like it is just podcasting in general, and that will that will um, continue to grow, but it won't match with radio. But it it looks like that the vector there is the smart speakers to matching radio. So here's what he's, he's projecting here. Okay. So for those of you listening, what it is, is in 2018 
radio was the favorite. I, and again, I'm just reading off the chart. We're not the uh, radio favorite. This is the title of the, the basically the flow 59.1 streaming 91 favorite podcasting 29% smart speaker 20 podcasting and smart speaker 49 2019 radio favorite goes down to 58.8 streaming goes up to 92 favorite podcasting goes to 33 smart speakers go to 33 and of course podcasting and smart speakers combine is 66 which means that the assumptions being made here is that next year um, podcasting combined with smart speakers will be more popular will be more favorite than radio huh and, and 18 to 34 year olds that's that if that chart is even has a semblance of accuracy if i was a radio guy i'd be freaking out <laughs> i mean i do have some question about that the the red line with the streaming and what that really represents is that streaming linear streaming uh is that live content or is it on well, demand well streaming, streaming I, is I, linear I well unless it's well, on demand yeah by by definition it would be linear and live right mm. potentially but it doesn't have to be but I just don't know what that includes, but it does look like it's kind of flatlined. He says, how to Plat- read trend lines. Yeah, how to read trend lines refer to the various media and their annual favoritness percentages over time. Radio was still a primary consumption platform in 1998 on the left side of the graph, and over time has fallen from 60% to 60% in 2018, saying they use radio as a primary source. On demand streaming redline begins to grow in 2007. With the arrival of the iPhone, with 19% of this age group saying it was their primary to consume music, by 2019, this number was has risen to 92%. Well, I'm not shocked by that number at all. Yeah, yeah. For 18 to 34 years for consuming media, uh, for, but is for that, music. But is that uh, red line more of a, of a pattern um, that represents Pandora? Uh, oh, I'm sure. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm sure because... Because Pandora is in that that percentage range, yeah. Right now, you know what do I do? I go to the gym. First thing I do, Apple Music. Second thing I do, I search for the genre that I want. Boom, I'm on that for an hour. I don't listen to podcasts while I'm at the gym. I need a little more high beat. Boom, 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 boom. You know. And well, then you're you're busy doing something. You can't really manage. You can't control I've content listen- as easily, right? No, I've listened to podcasts at the gym. But my sure. workouts are lower intensity. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Because I start slowing down because I'm listening and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm I, you know, I need to get this heart, I need to get this uh, treadmill back to, you know, 150 or 158, uh, you know, steps a second. I, it's, it's, it's not because I don't like listening to podcasts at the gym. It's because I start, yeah, I need some <laughs> boom, 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 you know. <laughs> Okay. Do you see we'll my Facebook? That. Did you see my Facebook post? I had a monster workout a couple of days ago. Monster. No, I, I must have missed that. Yeah, though. I'm. I, I'm an animal. Go ahead. I'll go head to head with anyone on, <laughs> on the cross trainer for an hour. You're an animal. <laughs> I am. I'm absolute animal on there. I went off the, the. I had a guy at the gym tell me the other day. He says, "Why do you go so hard?" And I said, 
because I have to, I don't have enough time to go slow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fighting for my life. (laughs) But I'm stuck at 189. I can't bust past it. I, oh my God. Oh, you've plateaued on your, I'm in there for for a month. I've been stuck there, you know? Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) But my, my resting heartbeat's down to 71. So. That's good. Well, for a 53-year-old guy or 54-year-old guy, it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm that old white guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> trying to trying to become young again. Yeah. So, I mean, if this this chart that we're seeing for 18 to 34-year-olds is uh it's has true. any indication of what's happening, um it does feel a little optimistic um that things could change that quickly. Um well, if but, if it does, then we're we're going to 500 million on advertising if that's truly the case. Yeah, you know, we will we will if it it's if it's, if it's starting to move like this, which we I hope it is. But you know, it's yeah. kind of interesting though. The podcasting line has been you look, that's the straightest line on that whole chart, smooth and steady. It is smooth and steady going going upwards and it does the numbers there kind of reflect the Edison research too. I mean, it's and maybe that's where the, those numbers came from. I don't know. Yeah. But it is funny that the 18 to 34 year olds did not even broach the chart until 2012. The question is, were they asking the question in 2011? That's what I want to know. I want to know yeah. if, if they were asking the podcasting question in 2004, 2005. Well, and, and it, Oh, it looks like that the podcasting question didn't even come up until here in the research here until 2012. Right. <clears throat> so, so it hasn't been a trend line that's been, at least in this research or this chart that's been going since the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Well, there's a bright future for podcast listeners and podcasting. That's the key. Yeah, that is the key. All right, Rob, we're hour thirty-five here already, or something like that. So, uh, okay, at least the timer's getting close to that. And uh, where do we want? Hey, if you got these, you know, these tips and tricks, how you build your show, you you know, you can send them to either of us. You can send it to me, Todd at Blueberry dot com, and just address it, New Media Show, and I'll make sure that it gets brought up in the show. And Rob, where they can reach you? Uh, Rob at uh, Voxnest dot com. Will will work as well, uh, or Rob at robgreenlee.com. You can use e- either one, um, and yeah, we'll we'll bring it into the show next week and and share that with everybody. That's right. So. And if you're uh, going to be anywhere near Las Vegas for NAB, um, and you want to get a basically exhibit pass, probably Rob's got them. We've got them. I got a link up on powerpresspodcast.com. You can apply for an exhibit pass. They are fifty bucks, and it's past mm-hmm. uh, March second. So. Uh, but uh, if you want to come out to Vegas and visit the podcast pavilion or just, it's a, it's a great show to go to, to just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. it's, it's worth just to go see the eye candy of all the gear and, um, and, and nerd out really. And, uh, go into all these. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an audio geek, this is a great place. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) It is like, uh, it's, it's like, yeah. And I will go to, I have already mapped out where I'm going to go to booths and see and look at new gear and ask questions. And uh, yeah, this is the place. So, uh, well, Todd, I'm going to be back on the East Coast 
uh, this week. I'll be back at that Rain Summit um, podcast business thing. I'm going to be back there this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm uh, banished from that that event. So uh... <laughs> for a while, I was feeling that way too, Todd. So, What's but it? now I've I'm I'm back in. <laughs> did, did Did you write a check? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not going to say much more than that, but that's that's true. We're a we're a sponsor of the event. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> See how that works. Uh-huh. You're back in. Of course, you're back in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And yeah. ha- have fun at rain. Someone said, someone yeah, told me the other day, "Are you going to be at rain?" I said, "No, I I don't pay to play." <laughs> <laughs> Rain greenbacks. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Rain. Yes. That's you guys know my opinion. So, already right, one. Thanks for being here. Taught it. Uh, t- yeah, we already told our email addresses at Geek News or at Rob Greenley for Twitter. We'll be back here next Saturday for more fun and games. Send us those comments. Send us your tips and tricks. We want to hear it. And uh, tell how the, tell these two old guys uh, what we're doing wrong and how to improve the podcasting space. Seriously. That's right. Already went. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye.